0: Don't forget to sign up on the waiting list for my new book and my new online course, which is everything you'd want to know about lips. All you need to do is click on the link, sign up, share the thank you page on your social networks and tag us in that post. You'll be in line for winning a free copy of the book and free access to the online course. How do you get great results with lips, but also low side effects, low amounts of swelling, low risk of bruising, and of course, low risk of vascular occlusion. I believe there's an overemphasis on the things we can measure and maybe a lack of focus on the things that are quite hard to quantify. So, are you needle versus cannula? Are you an aspirator or a non-aspirator? All of these things are black and white, and they become the focus of our attention. But there's actually a whole load of other skills that you can hone and develop that I call the analog skills. These are the things that are much harder to quantify but I think play a very important role in terms of safety, side effects, and results. I first noticed this when I was watching someone use a cannula for the first time. To make a pilot hole, they stuck a big green needle in and then snagged the skin up, making another little cut in the skin as it pulled off. They then stuck the cannula in and were really roughly shoving the cannula through the tissue. The patient was quite unhappy and it all looked a lot less gentle than I was hoping. Now, over the years, I've learned to use cannula, like most injectors, and realized that you can do this in many different ways. The level of pressure that you put on the cannula while you're using it is one of the analog skills. It's almost impossible to measure. The level of patience that you employ while trying to find a neat path through the tissue is another one of those analog skills. How gentle, how patient, how aware you are of the depth and the resistance to your instrument as it passes through All of those things over a career will play a role in deciding how much trauma you cause and the side effects that go with that. A similar set of principles apply when using a needle. So if you're injecting with a needle, how aware are you of the depth of the injection? Are you doing little depth checks? Are you gently finding your way to the right place? Do you observe the filler as it comes out of the needle and causes a small raise in the tissue? Or are you too busy looking at the other side of the instrument? And this really relates back to what I think is happening in the best injectors' minds versus often new injectors who are just starting, which is the level of processing of input and output at the same time. Probably one of the best analog tips I can give you to become a really good injector is to spend more time processing inputs and outputs while you're injecting. So as you're sliding into the lip, for example, you're observing how easy is it for that needle to pass into the lip. Does it tether or snag as it's going in? Is your needle dull or is your angle of entry meaning this is more likely? How aware are you of the different stages of the injection? For example, if you slide just the first two millimeters of the needle in and then change angle and slide the rest in, you end up with a needle that is parallel with the surface of the lip, which is often exactly where you want it. Injectors who don't pay attention to this may actually be deeper at the tip than they are at the entry point. How in tune are you with the resistance of the injection? Are you aware, for example, of when you're injecting that you're in connective tissue that is resisting your injection, or do you just inject without noticing? A very good example of this would be the vermilion border. If you're going to inject the vermilion border and you enter exactly on that border where the muscle is actually inserted into the surface of the skin, that is an area that's particularly high in connective tissue. And when you inject, it hurts the patient more. Sometimes you get some blanching, and it's also right where the filler may spill into the white lip and cause migration. If you move that injection point just a millimeter into the pink vermilion, right up against the insertion point of orbicularis oris, that is a much easier place to inject. It's also aesthetically better because you're actually elevating the pink part of the lip right up against the white and not projecting the white lip forward, which is not what we want to do, and it lowers your risk of migration. This feels really different to the experienced injector. And it's not something, even with my eyes closed, I think I could probably tell if I was in the wrong place. And that's because of the attention that my brain has learned over the years to give those analog factors. How much resistance, how easy is it to inject, how easy is it for the needle to slide into position. Now, the thing with the analog factors is that there are actually very many of them. It's actually a very different world for the experienced injector compared with the new injector. I often think that everyone, when you first do a task for the first time, you almost see it like a stick figure man. It's a, there's these five big components that you use to describe the situation. But the more experienced the person is with a particular task, the more those, those elements become much richer and much more useful in terms of making much more nuanced decisions. And the way to get there is to slow everything down. Really put yourself in the moment and absorb as much information as you can about every tiny stage. Almost make a game of it. Think about it. You shut off the rest of the world and you go into your lip procedure thinking about every tiny half millimeter that that needle is going, imagining its path, thinking about where it is relating to the artery, thinking about what it feels like to inject, the speed at which you start injecting. You know, if you're going to aspirate, how quickly do you do your initial aspiration? Do you build up the negative pressure slowly? All of these things can be made very vivid in your mind when you devote the mental attention to doing that. And I'm convinced that putting aside all the things that we debate around where the artery is or whether you aspirate or not, that the type of injector who devotes a huge amount of mental energy into really thinking about every millimeter of that needle is almost certainly going to be safer than the people who are quite coarse and unthought out and are just delivering procedures, whether or not they do safety steps. So that would be my number one tip for you to become a safe injector is to lose yourself in those tiny little moments absorb information while you're doing things. So we're not just doing, we're observing and thinking and doing at the same time. So that would be my number one tip for safety, but also in terms of getting great results. What do you think? Are you already injecting like this, or is this a new idea for you? Let me know in the comments down below.